Pull up a bar stool. Awesome stuff today, my friends. We're gonna talk. There's a lot of a lot of stuff going on, to be honest with you. Uh, Facebook announced big, big news. New dimensions. And actually I say big news. You know, if you've been reading johnlumber.com, um, a friend of mine, Andrew Foxfall, mentioned this a few weeks ago. But uh, I'm not even going to tell you what the news is. you got to listen. It's, it's huge. I'm a big fan of it. Uh, we're talking about how you measure Facebook ad success. I'm going to go on a little rampage there. And we talk about how to build an, ex- uh, an effective sales funnel. Make sure you check out uh, the show notes for this. Lots of helpful links and information for you there. Now, one last thing before we get going. Um, I, I, really special announcement for those of you who are FB Marketing Advanced University Power Editor members. So these are people who are doing the uh, training course for Power Editor. Uh, if you're not doing it, make sure you go to johnlumer.com slash FBMAU. All right. So that'll take you to the landing page to learn more about it. But anyway, so for those of you who are members, a bunch of new changes this week. First of all, if you want a one-on-one with me to take it another step, you get 20% off of uh, my one-on-one consultations. So just go to johnlumer.com slash deal for that. That's johnlumer.com slash deal. Other changes Every single video has been uploaded now, so all 43 lessons now has a corresponding video. There's like over four hours of video within that training program. You can also now subscribe via email. This is a big, big deal. So um, once you, you become a member, you can subscribe by email so that you receive an alert every day, Monday through Friday, with a new lesson delivered to you. So this helps keep you on task. So just go to johnlumer.com slash email if you're already a member to subscribe for that. All right, that's my sales pitch for today. But let's get to this awesome, awesome show. Pop a bottle. Let's do it. Hey, everybody. It's John here from johnlumer.com and John Loomer Digital on Facebook. Here with another edition of the Social Media Pubcast, where each week I invite a different friend to the virtual pub, and we get drunk on social media. Today, we're going to do this solo. You and me, kid. We're going to get drunk on social media together. So, what am I drinking today? I am working on a steel toe stout, working class milk stout, uh, brewed by Scott Brewing, Durango, Colorado. We're going a little local here today. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a stout man, so uh, I love the dark stuff. Uh, so if you aren't enjoying your own personal beverage at this time, it could be a water, it could be a milk, it could be a milk stout, it could be a big old margarita. Um, this is the Pubcast. We're hanging out at the pub together. Go ahead, press pause, run to your fridge, and get a drink and I'll wait for you. Cheers. All right, so the good stuff today, man. I I want to go solo today. There's so much I want to talk about. So first of all, uh, this is something we've been teasing on John. I say we, like JohnLumber.com is some uh, big company or something. Uh, But I say we basically because I didn't write this post. Uh, Andrew Foxwell wrote a post for me a few weeks ago about how Facebook was going to be changing the image dimensions um, specifically for the link shares 
and how that's a huge, huge deal. And that's a huge, huge deal to me, I'll tell you that. Um, and this was made official today. Facebook announced that change uh, within the Help Center. I say today, today is Tuesday. So by the time you listen to this, hopefully you've seen seen this report. But this is a big, big deal. Um, so first of all, what was the change? Okay, they're, they're moving to a 1.91 to 1 aspect ratio. If that sounds like a bunch of French... Uh, and if you don't, if you do know French, if that sounds like a bunch of some other language you don't know, uh, let me explain. So all that means is the width is 1.91 times that of the height of your image. And, um, now it's going to be consistent in that, in that ratio across mobile and desktop. And I believe whether it's on newsfeed or, Within, within your timeline, because I, I've been noticing this change within timelines as well. It's pretty cool. So um, what that works out to, so if you're on desktop, um, you're looking at a 400 by 209 pixel uh, image dimension for uh, a link share. And I don't think this is just ads, though. I think it's across uh, organic posts as well. And then mobile, 560 by 292 which seems kind of silly because your device is really going to be smaller. But, but essentially, uh, you should probably have uh, the ideal size is going to be that size. Um, and Facebook will make it the, the proper size uh, to fit the screen. So I guess that probably applies to things like iPad as well. So that makes sense. Um, so this is a big deal because up until now, I've been preaching, you know, there's so many people who share photos with the end goal of driving website traffic, which is ridiculous in my opinion. So they'll have this big old photo and put this little link in it and hoping people click on that link uh, to drive traffic. And they do that because the photo gets all this engagement and link shares don't get as much engagement. So this is so they don't want to share share links to the, the old way. In reality, I think they're probably missing the boat because they're looking at their stats. In most cases, they were probably getting more traffic with the link share, even though it had less engagement and probably less reach as well. But now, whoa, this is a big deal. So um, the new dimensions, the width is going to, because you, you'll recall before, the width uh, only took up a small amount within the link share. And then next to it, to the right, was the title and description and that kind of stuff. Well, now the width is going all the way across. So the link share thumbnail is going to be the same width as the photo share thumbnail. Now, the photo share will still be a little bit higher. So the photo share will be square. So within desktop newsfeed, it's 400 by 400. And again, uh, for the link share, it's 400 by 209. And the uh, mobile is 560 by 560. And the link share was 560 by 292. So yes, is it taller? Sure. But that is, if someone like me was already seeing better link clicks with the old dimensions, think what we're going to see now with the new ones. This is a huge, huge deal. So I'm really excited about it. Um, make sure you check out my post on this as well. But So I cover the dimensions in, in more detail there. So um, if you're not already sharing links in this way, highly advise that you do. Uh, because this this could be huge for marketers when it comes to generating website traffic. And that is the priority 
um, really my day-to-day uh, value value ad on Facebook. All right, we good with that? We on the same page now? Are you gonna stop with this crazy photo and status update stuff? All right, all right. Let's take a quick uh, drink break because I this is the thing when I'm talking about myself, I can't I can't drink my beer because I'm spending so much time talking. Cheers. Before I even get any further, I just want to give a big, big shout out to my man, Dan Jost. He's the guy who's been editing my podcast uh, for the last couple months now. Does an awesome, awesome job. Uh, if you need any help with that kind of stuff, give me a shout. I can put you in contact with him. So cheers to Dan. Cheers. All right. So another thing I want to talk about. Measuring Facebook ad success. I, this this thing has been. I don't know why it took me this long to to write this post. Um, I've written similar Facebook ad success posts before, where I'm like, you know, you should focus on CPA and that kind of stuff. But this one was more started out as a rant, and then broke down precisely what I look at, um, thanks to, partially to the new Facebook ad reports. So in general, I think, man, you pe- people, 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 you're so distracted by silly stats. And this goes across everything on Facebook. So your insights as well as um, uh, Facebook ads. But you know, I say silly, but part of it is Facebook's fault because this is the stuff that they always show us. So things like CTR, so click-through rate, clicks, just general clicks, all right? Uh, CPM, cost for 1,000 impressions. CPC, cost per clicks, reach, and impressions. Now, before people get angry and like, oh, do they have some value? They're lead indicators or something like that. Um, Yeah, they they provide some value. But too many people, too many advertisers are starting and stopping ads based on these numbers. And they do not tell you whether or not an ad is successful or failing. Period. They don't. The very rare exception is if your only goal is awareness, then maybe you care about reaching impressions. But even then, that's that's moronic. If if your if your goal is more uh, is awareness, and no one is uh, uh, commenting and sharing and, and whatnot, uh, and you only care about reaching impressions, that's, that's stupid. So, um, <laughs> and a little tangent there. But in general, those those metrics don't really mean a whole lot. And and let me explain. The one ultimate goal you should have when you create an ad is some kind of action. Okay? Look, if you're basing your success and failure on clicks, I have a pretty good feeling you don't know what you're measuring. Because clicks means anything. Any clicks. That means clicking on a photo, it means clicking on the comments and clicking on the clicking like, it means uh, clicking to expand something, it means all kinds of stuff. And that's, again, it's nice to know people are clicking, but you probably created an ad to drive some sort of action. The action, you know, it could be a page like, it could be a link click if you're trying to generate traffic to your website once again. It could be a conversion to your, on your website. Uh, it could be an app install, event RSVP, that kind of thing. So the click itself, which also is the basis of CTR, misleading, and what m- many, many people base success and failure on, and you're missing the boat, my friends. Okay, 
So that's that's clicks and CTR. Uh, CPM CPC. This is this is crazy. Do not do not care about this stuff. CPM, for example, a regular CPM, you'll you'll see it really really low, right? Uh, Newsfeed sidebar, uh, um, really extremely low. Then you do optimized CPM, and it can be five dollars, ten dollars, even more. Optimized CPM, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter by itself what your CPM is. You can't compare two ads and say, oh, this one costs more than that one based on the CPM or the CPC. That's, te- that's terrible. Um, what you want is an action. You want some kind of action. What was the cost per page like? What was the cost per engagement, maybe, if you want that? What's the cost per link click page like? Those are the things you should be looking at. So, so the first thing um, I want you to be thinking about when you create this ad, what is your intended goal? It should be some sort of action, okay? So make sure you measure that. And so this, this keeps things, it's five, five things you need to know, you need to follow. And really, it's these five things in every ad report is what you should be following when you can. There's, there's one of these um, that's not going to apply in some cases. So keep it simple. Do not distract yourself with a bunch of stats that don't matter. Focus on these five things. Okay, so actions. When I say actions, again, that's page likes, it's app installs, it's offsite conversions, it's a specific type of uh, engagement. So it could be maybe you're looking for a share. Uh, comments is kind of an iffy one to really be to focusing on. Um, you know, there are a bunch of them, but they're, they're concrete things, concrete actions you can measure. And then the next one, see that though by and of by itself doesn't mean a whole lot. So you could have one that has generated 10 actions, another one's resulted in 20. So you're like, oh, the one that's resulted in 20 is more effective. Well, as you know, that's ridiculous because the one that's resulted in 20, you maybe you spent 10 times as much as the one you spent or the, where you ran uh, one for 10. So what do you need then? You need cost per action. Okay, so given two ads uh, or given two placements or whatever, what gives you the best cost per action? Uh, and that is one of the, possibly the most important uh, metric you're going to follow. Now, again, in and of, of itself, it needs more perspective. And because, again, you could have um, one ad that has a $0.03 cost per action, another one that has a $0.25 cost per action, and you're like, oh, go crazy with the one that's three cents. Well, the one that's three cents is because you only spent three cents and you got one action. The one that's twenty-five cents is because you've been you spent a hundred dollars and got a bunch of actions. I can't do the math in my head. Um, so the one with three cents obviously small, small sample size. And you can't make big decisions based on that. So that's why that leads us to the next stat that I always follow is spend. So how much did you spend on an ad? Uh, to get that number of actions and get that CPA. So I always follow that as well. So those are all, those three are really closely related. And then the next one is frequency. And um, there are two different reasons I would use this one. The first, as you know, I like to promote posts specifically to my fans. And I'm very, very uh, sensitive to how I do that. So I want to reach them in the newsfeed, but I'm not looking to bombard them. Um, again, this is this isn't we're talking we're not talking about big promotions. We're talking about this is my latest post of the day. I want to make sure as many of my pan, fans see it. 
drive more website traffic. So my end goal is to reach as many of my fans in the newsfeed once as possible. And that's just for that day. So it's usually like an 18-hour period or so. And um, so what my, my goal then is a 1.0 frequency. I don't want them to see it a second or third time and like, dude, John Limber, get out of my news feed, right? I want to reach them once. So avoid annoying them. Um, so th- what I find, and there's a secret behind this, by the way, that I, have, I don't know why it took me this long to figure it out, but... The first thing is use lifetime. I'm going off subject here a little bit, but use lifetime budget. Don't use daily. Because if you use daily and it covers a two-day span, uh, Facebook's going to target the same people twice. And you're going to end up getting a higher um, a higher frequency. If you leave it on lifetime, Facebook's goal is going to be to reach everybody once. And then once they reach as many of them as they can, then they'll start over again. So, for example, I, I ran a, uh, I promoted a post that was last week's podcast. Started Friday afternoon. So, that was that one with Amy Porterfield. If you haven't listened to it, listen, it's awesome. And that ran until Monday morning. And I can't recall, it was either $10, I think it was a $15, $10 or $15 um, uh, ad campaign. And I did it a little bit more than usual because I'm really trying to promote my podcast, get more people to listen. But I did it on a lifetime budget. And what I found was I got a frequency of 1.3. And I wish I had then the number, the exact amount. I think it was $15 I spent on it. So that tells me that with an audience of 17,000 people, if I want to reach people once covering a three-day period, I should be probably spending somewhere around $10. Okay? So that gives you some perspective there. But so anyway, that's one reason why I focus on frequency, though. So when I look at ads, uh, if I'm, I'm promoting to my fans in the news feed, and I just want to reach them once. However, other ads, you know, like sponsored stories, page like sponsored stories, and other stuff where I'm trying to get likes and this and that, uh, if I'm promoting a product, then the frequency should be higher because the first time you see it, you probably won't buy. We all know um, you're willing to annoy people a little bit more to get the sell. And on the sidebar, too, look, people are going to see it multiple, multiple times. If you expect to get sales, out of people seeing it once, you're crazy. It's not going to happen. So, so anyway, um, frequency then is important because let's say my frequency is like a 1.5. Like, oh, this ad's not working. Well, it's only a 1.5. So obviously, it's still a small sample size. Even if the spend is relatively high, it means it hasn't reached, uh, the, it hasn't cycled through that same t- uh, target audience yet um, more than once. So um, I want to look at it a little bit longer. So what I want to see is at least 2.5 to 3 before you start making assessments, okay? And a rule of thumb I've heard from Andrew Foxwell, actually, I think it was Andrew, was an 8.0 is when if if it's reached 8.0 and it's not not doing anything, it's toast. Forget about it. But it's also the the number where you should really pay attention because um, keep in mind, you could have an ad that's been running for a few weeks, and maybe it has an 8.0 plus frequency, you're like, wow, that's a really good cost per action. But maybe that's because overall it's a really good cost cost per cost per action. Um, and but in reality, it could be going up. The cost could be going up. Um, so that's why you really need to monitor that. So oh, we got an 8.0 now. Um, what was the cost per action today? What was it yesterday? And you can do that within the ad reports as well. 
So frequency, very, very important. And then the last one I look at is a nice little addition that Facebook has made within the last month or two. Revenue. Okay. So uh, it's, it's, a, it's a conversion. I think they call it conversion value. So this is only directly related to conversions, off, offsite conversions. So when you set up that conversion offsite pixel, you can assign a conversion value so that when a conversion happens, Facebook can tell you that's, this is the value of that conversion. So, so if you don't, if you're not doing that type of thing, you only need to worry about the first four. Uh, but otherwise, that's this is the fifth metric. Really, really important because look, you could have a great, what you could have a really what looks like a low cost per action and all this stuff looks awesome. But how much have you spent? Um, and what's the comparison to what the value is of those actions? Because uh, in the end, that's ROI, right? You're measuring the return on that investment. So this makes it really, really easy. So uh, what is the amount you've spent on this ad? What's the revenue you've returned? Is the difference between those two um, in favor of revenue? Then it's positive ROI and it's a good ad. If not, you might want to stop it. So those are the five things I follow. Um, Raise a glass. I need a drink. Cheers. Okay. So um, another topic that, you know, I've been talking about more and more lately is an effective sales funnel, Um, an effective Facebook sales funnel. Now, I'm not going to claim to be an expert salesperson, right? But, um, and actually, and I I, kind of take pride in this in a weird way because I'm not a pushy guy. I don't take the black hat approach. There's a lot of deceptive practices out there and people tell me it works. Yeah, it works. You get more sales. You will get more sales than me, uh, at least in the short term. And if I were to try what you're doing today, I'd probably get more sales than I'm getting. However, uh, I don't feel good doing it. And I'm I'm just speaking very generally. I know this this is ridiculous, but uh, I don't feel good deceiving people. I don't like it. And um, so I focus on trust. Okay, so the way I do that uh, is through getting Facebook fans first, and then that's that's being the, the top of my funnel. So first of all, it's important to understand, at least in my mind, really how how this progresses in terms of what a user is willing to do, um, depending on how much they know you, how much they trust you, ultimately. Okay, so. Maybe they see you for the first time or it's been a couple times. It could be in an ad. It could be um, a a friend shared something uh, from your page. They will like your page. doesn't mean they're going to immediately provide any more information than that. It's very lightweight. They may like your page. Okay, so that's first. We got them in that funnel. That's top of that funnel. Next thing, once you gain that trust a little bit more, Maybe they'll be willing to provide their email address. So they are a fan already. You say, hey, man, check out my, my latest ebook. Or do you want to subscribe to my newsletter? They already know the value that you provide because they've been seeing it every day. So they provide their email address. That's number two. That's awesome. If you got them hooked in those two places, you're ready for number three, which is the small purchase. So again, they're still figuring you out. Figuring you out. They're not going to shell out hundreds of dollars on you probably yet, but they'll, they'll, they might give you a few bucks. And then they trust you with that small purchase. 
they've seen you around for for even longer they're they're willing to to shell out big money that's the big purchase that's the final one the one we all want okay so how do we do this and i kind of stepped this through a little bit but number one it's attract relevant fans okay so that's why it's important to focus on quality over quantity it's like i hear from people it's like how many fans should i have to get x y and z it's not the number man it's the quality and it's it's so cliche i feel like to even say that but because it seems obvious but so many people ignore the quality look you could have a million fans but if you bought them all from some country that they don't care what you're doing it doesn't mean anything Yes, it may attract some people because you have this big old number. But the number in itself is hollow. You need quality. Uh, so attract relevant fans who have proven to be interested in your niche. And the way you do that, and I detail this in, a, in my post. Uh, and this is all in the show notes, by the way. The way you do that is um, using custom audiences and lookalike audiences, graph search, Awesome graph search to do the precise interests for similar pages and, and interests. And they'll look like audiences. And you combining these things um, using page like sponsored stories and uh, like gated offer, all really effective strategies. So that's how I attract relevant fans. And I keep ads running constantly. Because I am never happy with the number of relevant fans I have. Again, it's relevant that is the qual uh, the qualifier here. Um, the number by itself doesn't mean anything to me. Well, sure, when we reach twenty thousand, I might throw a little party. All right. So, so that's number one. Um, that process we attract relevant fans to our page. Uh, so number two, we just start selling to them, right? No, we don't do that. So we need to continue building that trust and the way we do that is because we don't you know the next day like what the hell is this crap they're already selling stuff to me uh and they unlike your page the next day that's why you have to build that trust by providing value consistent value that appeals to them not a bunch of meaningless memes and quotes and stuff unless that's your business um provide value on a regular basis that helps them that is relevant to your business, to your eventual product that you're going to sell. Which obviously, that's why on a regular basis, I write content that helps people with their Facebook marketing, most specifically these days, advertising. Because what is my, my product? FB Marketing Advanced University Power Editor Training Course. Okay? So provide value on a regular basis. Number three uh collect that email address so um you've got them in the door you're building that trust providing value let's get their email address now um so that could be just a quick reminder that you have this newsletter subscribe to it so you don't miss any of my blog posts which you've already learned those blog posts are valuable so you've gained that trust they're willing to provide that email address or maybe you have a new ebook provides even more value and to get that these fans, again, so you don't need to worry about light-gated anymore. anymore. They're already fans, but you got something to, that appeals to them. Um, give them something that's, I guess, email-gated, right? Get their email address in, in exchange for that ebook. So that's number three. And then, so now you are equipped 
for number four, which is sell. So you've got all these relevant fans who trust you based on your awesome content, who trust you so much they provide their email address. You email them on a regular basis as well in addition to reaching them uh, via your website and via Facebook. So then when you're ready to launch a product, you contact them via email address. You put up an organic post on Facebook. You promote that post. You reach them multiple times. They're much, much more likely to buy than a typical Facebook fan or, excuse me, typical Facebook user who hasn't heard of you before and you're bombarding them with ads. So proof is in the pudding, right? And I saw that when I did launch my Power Editor training program. And and I've talked about this before, but the ROI I got on it was ridiculous. Where just from ads alone, and I haven't looked at this lately, but just from ads alone in that first month, uh, I got $10,000 in revenue, and that was based off of $300 spent. So, and that, however, all of the purchases were from fans, not one from non fans, even though you know, I spent 50 bucks on non fans, I think, something like that, got nothing out of them. Um, so, that just re emphasized what I think I've always known. Just got to build that effective funnel, build the trust the trust to eventually guide them and make it easy for them to buy. That's something to drink too, right? Cheers. Alright, well, I just asked our bartender for the tab and you've been a really good listener today. I think all you've been doing is sitting there drinking and listening, but I appreciate you sitting through. And um, before we go, oh man, this is You've been awesome. Thank you so much uh, for for listening, whether it's your first or uh, one of many episodes you've listened to. Amy Porterfield gave me an awesome, awesome, awesome idea last week. (laughs) It's funny. Uh, We'll see why that's funny. Uh, At the end of an episode, she says, go to amyporterfield.com slash love and retweet or tweet that you love the the episode, right? So, again, I always say how... Um, this is one of my challenges, re- reaching new people with my podcast. And so if you love it, I need your help. And this is really, really easy. All you got to do is go to johnlimmer.com slash awesome. And you will be, you'll automatically be pulled up uh, a tweet to say that you love my, my podcast. It's even a pre-filled tweet. You can change it all you want. But if you could do that, I'd appreciate it. That's johnlimmer.com slash awesome. All right. Well, thanks so much for being on the show with me today. Until next time, do awesome things. I'm out.